0: The end of the year is fast approaching, and this year the Cood Street Podcast are doing something a little different. We're inviting 24 creators of some of this year's best and most interesting books to join us for 10 minutes or so to talk about what they're reading now, their favorite holiday reads, what they had out this year and what they've got coming out in the year ahead. It's a Code Street Advent calendar, if that's your thing, or just a run-up to the holidays for book lovers. Today, I'm joined by the fabulous Kelly Robson. Hello, Kelly.
1: Hello, Jonathan. Yay, Advent. Yay. Hey, how
0: are you? How are you?
1: I'm good. Uh, All is well here in Toronto. We had our first snowstorm a few days ago. It was very, very pretty and um i was uh we were we had fun dancing out and it was really good and making making um, hearts on various people's uh car windshields and yeah it was pretty we can get excited about snow when it's just the first uh (laughs) (laughs) by february we'll be a little sick of it but the great thing about toronto is winter really does end in march um like the rest of canada so we're good.
0: So you can you can kind of enjoy the slide in to, in, into the end of yeah. the year, and it gets all kind yeah, of okay. classic wintry, and you get the white Christmases and all that kind of yeah. thing. And, and, and then it goes that away. It's going
1: to end in three months instead yeah. of where yeah. I grew up, where it doesn't end until May, right?
0: Yeah, no, or, you know, whereas so, course, yeah. of course, of course where I grew up, it's going to be, you know, it may be 105 <laughs> degrees on Christmas Day, so it's just going, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> you'll be barbecuing barbecuing for christmas dinner
0: this is what we do so tell me i mean i think the last time we spoke was for one of our Ooh. 10 minutes with episodes where we were right in the in the mid the very beginnings of the pandemic
1: was or, that when we spoke no we, we spoke last summer
0: for, oh, for no, the collection yes for, yeah, yeah, i think we spoke for the collection as well yes yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah no we have we, we've been talking you and i and we went out for whiskey during War. We did. World
0: we had, Yes, we, we 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 did whiskey. had that,
1: uh, so, that the World very World 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 World.
0: loud whiskey bar. <laughs> very loud
1: whiskey bar, but it was a good whiskey bar. So yeah. tell me, I don't
0: know that anybody's actually emerging from the pandemic. I mean, everyone's over it, but I mean, how yeah. are you coming out of the sort of the crazy last three years? Are, are, are things sort of? We're good. Good. Yep.
1: We're good. Uh, neither Alex nor have caught it yet. Which that feels is good. like, um, yeah, that's of amazing you know we're uh we're you know boosted both like you know we've had four shots we'll continue to get shots um we're gonna get next shots will be bivalent and uh so it's all good toronto's getting back to some semblance of normal uh weird things are happening in town um uh, because so many people moved out of the big city toronto is canada's largest city as you know um house prices and and the real estate market is doing weird and wild things it'll be you know super on fire one month and then super you know doused the next month Mm. but we're not worrying about it we um you know we're just sitting in our little uh toronto uh condo and uh, riding it all out so yeah it's good i went out to see my massage therapist today and you know they're still wearing masks of course and the massage therapy place and you know, life is life is good life is good and we've been traveling alex and i've been traveling a lot we went to spain we went to santa fe i've been to santa fe twice this year uh yeah. we went to england i went did my lifetime uh my bucket list item was to go to yorkshire in mm-hmm. england and visit uh the bronte you know bronte world and that just, yeah. oh, it was just <laughs> unbelievable. It was so great um Haworth Parsonage and Haworth itself, you know, it is, it is not overhyped. It is a yeah. really interesting place. So atmospheric. The Parsonage itself is just the most beautiful little, uh, well-kept, passionately curated museum. And its uh, it's gorgeous. I loved it. I want to go back.
0: So traveling as much as you have been in its last six Ah, to 12 months, that must make the world feel as though it's beginning to like normalize a bit. You can go out the front door, you can socialize with people, you can do things and that has to help with life.
1: It does. No, it feels really, really good. I mean, we're lucky, you know, we have, we're not immunocompromised. We don't have to worry too much if we take the proper cautions. Um, One of our favorite things to do in Toronto is go to uh, shows by, a uh, burlesque group, which is called Nerd Girls, they're mm-hmm. a nerdlesk troupe, <laughs> and they have yeah, no, they're so great, and they're fr- they're friends, and and they're just they're so much fun. So they had an outdoor performance in September or in October? No, in no- in September, and mm. um, and it was just a joy. It was so fun. Uh, it was in somebody's backyard. They'd made a little stage. Uh, it was lovely. Like they, uh, some of their, their people are immunocompromised, some of their troop members are immunocompromised or have uh, partners or family members who are, Mm -hmm. Um, I know one of my friend's mothers is going through uh, chemotherapy right now. So uh, yeah, so they have to be super, super careful, but, but it was wonderful to go to one of their performances. The first time I'd seen them live since before the pandemic and it was joyful. It was, I can believe a celebration it. of life. A celebration of life with swirling tassels. Right. <laughs> well,
0: with with life normalizing, with things kind of getting back to some kind of new normal for what that is. Have you been reading? Have you read anything yeah, Is there anything reading. to recommend to the world? I
1: have read. I have read so much good stuff this year. Um, <laughs> so I. So I'm a super picky reader, right? Like I'm just, yep. uh, it's got to be for my whole life. Like it's got to be right for me. So to have three like award worthy books to be able to talk about uh, in a year is just amazing. Um, so one of them is Nicole Griffith Spear, which is a uh, queer retelling, um, very heavy on the, or very um, careful on the historical accuracy. Yeah of um of Arthurian legend. It's it's um it's so good. And you know, whenever Nicola Griffith comes with with anything, it's just yeah. glorious. Right? Like she's such a good writer. It's true. Her line by line writing is amazing. Her vision is always unique. Uh she she never writes enough for my taste. Yeah. Um which is you know the classic reader complaint. Oh, why don't you come out with more books? <laughs> um I love Nicola Griffith's work and I have loved it, you know. So uh, Spear, so good. Um, Also Ray Naylor, The Mountain and the Sea, which I was not expecting and which I only picked up because I heard you guys talking about it on the Coot Street podcast. I'm like, okay, I got to read that. And (laughs) it's amazing. You know, I've known Ray um, vaguely through Twitter for years and I know, you know, of his work, I've never really read it before. He's a friendly guy on Twitter. Mountain in the Sea is a fucking masterwork. It's so, Mm. so good, Um, which I believe that you have read as well. I have indeed read -read
0: both of these books of which you speak
1: and fondly, deeply
0: share your recommendation.
1: Yeah, so I want, yeah, it's going to be really hard. What what am I going to vote for? I have no idea. But Ray Naylor's book is, you know, it's right in my sweet spot. I love Octopuses. And mm-hmm. this is, you know, biological, biological science uh, based on biological science. It is about our octopuses becoming sentient? Mm. Question mark. And in this dy- pseudo dystopian uh, near future, uh, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to kill them? Um, so interesting. Really, 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 just a masterwork. And um, the other one is. C.S.E. Cooney's Saint Death's Daughter, which is such a good book. You know, Claire Cooney's, Claire Cooney's um, prose is so lush. Yeah. And it, usually I don't have a lot of patience for lush prose, but she leavens it with humor. Yeah. And when it is lush and like overblown and also really freaking funny and witty, mm. like I just lap it up. I loved loved Saint Death's Daughter. So if I had to, just out of like my emotional attachment to the book, what it made me feel and what it, you know, whether or not I could, you know, actually put it down at night instead of reading to two or four in the morning. Um, Saint Death's Daughter by C. S. E. Cooney, I think will be the book that I'm going to vote for. For over the other two, even though the other two are incredibly, incredibly complex. Um, well, of course. I mean, on one hand, you, it gave me the feels.
0: On one hand, you have the the happy situation that you're never going to have to vote for, for the mountain and the sea versus Saint Death's daughter or Spear, but Saint da- Death's daughter and Spear are both likely to be up for the world fantasy award. I would have thought next year.
1: Yes, I hope. Because
0: they're so. both novels. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, you know, for the Hugo's and for the
0: true true um,
1: for the Hugo's and for the Nebulas, like I hope that all of these books will be on the ballot So mm. I really, really, really love them. They were so good. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, heard I was, a lot of I, other stuff that these, these were. I was wonderful. excited to
0: see Nicola saying that she's looking to write more in the Spear world. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I love her vision of the Arthurian court, and I love it because. Um it, it, you know, I'm going to go right ahead, like this book has been out for quite a while, or you know, more yes. than six months now. I'm just going to say, I love the fact that Arthur and Guinevere and Lancelot are threesome. Yeah. I just love that. is that works for me. emotionally,, yeah, yeah. intellectually, that works for me. I don't like oh, one of the things that bothers me about Arthurian stuff is when they have it, uh, the relationship between Guinevere and Lancelot be a betrayal of Arthur. That really helps mm-hmm. me. So, um, yeah, no, I, I love it. It really works. And that doesn't mean everything's fun. It doesn't mean everything's easy no. because nothing, like, not I'm not Polly myself, but poly relationships are difficult yeah. to manage. Yeah, yeah. You know, so... I mean,
0: and also, I mean, I would say, I mean, you, you mentioned that both, I mean, The Saint Death's Daughter is very richly written and the same for Spear, but the, what I noticed with Spear is it's the kind of writing where you don't notice that it's rich writing in a way. It's not like about that. It's just so well done that you find really yourself well falling through the story. And it's so yeah. immersive and such a natural yeah. world that uh, Nicola creates with it That's quite remarkable.
1: It is, it is. Nicola's writing is always like that. What I love the most is when Nicola goes emotionally off the wall herself when she writes, um, which is not evident in spirit. It's very controlled. But, uh, for example, So Lucky – Nicola yeah. Griffiths' uh, book, So Lucky, which is semi-autobiographical and is a very angry book. I love it when Nicola just puts all of her feels into it. Um, yep. And also the second of her mystery novels, Stay, is a very, very emotional. And she says that she was in a really uh, difficult place when she drafted it. Um, but that just really works for me. I, I don't want my authors to be controlled Mm. I want them to be just <laughs> passionate. So when Nicola Griffiths gets passionate, that's it's great. That's, she. She is a master. <laughs> I want her to win a freaking genius award. Can we? Can we get um, her a genius award? I don't can think we can pay? do it ourselves,
0: but we can certainly support it.
1: Can we? Can <laughs> we put that out in the world? I want her to get a what is it? The MacArthur? What is it called? The MacArthur Genius remember. Award.
0: Yeah. MacArthur
1: yeah. Genius Award. MacArthur Genius Award for Nicola Griffiths, please.
0: That sounds logical to me. I am entirely on board. So let me ask you this. You've been reading plainly, which is great. Yeah. Have you you been, have you been writing? How's the writing going?
1: I've been writing. uh, I have a novella out this August. High Times in the Low Parliament. Yay! Which is a, it's fantasy, it's a novella, it's from Tor.com. High Times in the Low Parliament is a lesbian, uh, (laughs) stoner, buddy comedy. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what Stoner Buddy comedy is about. Uh, are. Uh, a la a la, um bread, a la you know, we put two buddies <laughs> yeah. together and they're yep, having yep. having some good feelings between them through herbal yep. refreshment, which is um fun. Uh, so it is a Stoner Buddy comedy with fairies about Brexit. And it's a comedy. And I needed, I wrote it in the beginning of the pandemic, in the first few months of the pandemic, when everything was so dark and I just couldn't write serious. I had to write funny. So, um, a lot of people really love it. And it makes me pretty happy. See it in your hand, I got to (laughs) say.
0: I love it. I have to say, Um, I I mean, it's a delight. It really is a delight of a book. Um, It's quite different in many it's ways. You're saying, different. you know, very different from, from uh, the you know, Giant Peach, which yeah. we were kind of sitting around Lucky waiting he, for yeah. this sequel to.
1: I know. And then know.
0: sort of life, I mean, because writing isn't like laying bricks, um, it's, not. it's just your head just didn't go there, I, I, I guess at that point.
1: My head could not go there. Um, and also what I really wanted to do with the sequel for Lucky Peach is I really wanted to write a novel. I wanted to write a standalone novel. People. And I had so many false starts with, and it was what I was working on when the pandemic hit. And, you know, writing a novel is not the same as writing short stories. Mm-hmm. And my novellas are very much short stories. They're not novels. So I have to teach myself. Like, I am not a quick learner yeah. at all. I'm a late bloomer. I have to think about things. I have to have, a like, a psychological... Uh, framework for doing sure. things. I have to understand what I'm doing. Um, so, yeah, I have written many, 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 many tens of thousands of words on the sequel to Lucky Peach. I finally know what I'm going to do with that sequel. So, and I think that I have a, an outline that will really work, but yep. um, I'm also I'm also working on the outline, a narrative outline for another novel. I want to write a novel next. Okay. Um, But I don't know if the sequel is what I want to be my first novel. Fair enough. I
0: I can certainly understand there are all kinds of challenges that come with making a sequel to a well known work, or even, I mean, because Peach, lucky Peach is, or even a, a less known work. Um.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, your your uh, your first novel, because amongst other things, you have a whole issue of how much do you foreground and build into this yeah. this novel? That's you know, because for many people encounter that novel, they will not have encountered the other work, and that becomes mm. an issue structurally and creatively.
1: It does, and it becomes an issue for selling it too. When my agent mm. said, "Well, we could really only sell it to Tor." Yeah. And I'm kind of like, mm, well, and Tor, the, really... Tor, lovely, but yeah, yeah. And Tor is great, but do I really want to just limit myself in that way. So I mm. hope that I hope that what I'm working on right now, I hope that my first novel will be uh, something new. I'm working on it right now. I think it's gonna be good. I feel passionate about it. That's good. Um, but I also, you know, I've only just started to conceptualize what a novel means to, and I yeah. think what a novel means to me is when three people okay. So this is the Kelly thing about a novel. When <laughs> three people who would never otherwise know each other, come together to change the course of history. That's what I'm thinking. So that's what I'm working. That's, that's that's yeah, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. So that is, yeah, so, um, but that is not what <laughs> high time in the low parliament is. High time in the low no, no. parliament is light. This is, fun. is, this, 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 fun. This is... fun. Did you enjoy it? I'm so glad did. you enjoyed it. I
0: yes? did, you know what it is? It's a perfect Christmas bonbon.
1: <laughs> it is a bonbon. It is a bonbon. And I have a sequel to the bonbon, which is now in the hands of Ellen Datlow to see if they want to bring it out. Uh, Wonderful. She hasn't, she hasn't read it yet, but um, the sequel is done and I think it is good. And I'm hoping that uh, Tor.com will want to publish the sequel to High Times. We'll see.
0: We have our fingers crossed. But whilst you're cogitating crossed. upon the great Canadian yeah. novel... <laughs> <laughs> we are um on, on the sort of the, the rundown to the end of the year this conversation is nominally part of an advent calendar yeah let me ask you as, as as the the holidays approach do you have a favorite holiday story that you return to or a book that uh, you read at this time of year you know typically that, that, nope. that you enjoy or is not your thing
1: <laughs> it's okay it's not nope. your thing no, I, I ignore Christmas as much as I possibly can. Fair enough. Uh, it was Christmas is a time of conflict and weirdness in my family, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I always feel conflicty and weird around it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to mention that Connie Willis's book of Christmas stories is fantastic, and I think yes. it's still in print. Totally oh, just about, little, certainly yes. certainly as an ebook. Um, and uh, Connie has a very healthy view of Christmas. And a very Christian view Christmas and a very home and family view Christmas that I love. Um, But I do not read it because it doesn't read, um, it doesn't give me good feels. But I do reread a lot. I'm a rereader. And I'm just about to reread the Sarah Codwell, Hilary Tamar Mysteries. Okay. Which yeah. Which are absolutely delightful. So okay. uh, those are you know mystery, things that I reread every year. So I'm just about to get in.
0: Well, that's for all. That's, that's been a, a historically fraught time. I I hope that you have a wonderful holiday season and that everything you. treats you well. Thank and you. Thank you. Too. <laughs> and thank you so much for making time to talk to us today. I genuinely
1: appreciate very, it. Very, very very happy. Very very happy to talk to you. All the wonderful books that make us have those amazing feels books are everything they always have been to me so till next time all right take care